welcome to Fish On. I'm Captain Kevin Lanier with KC Sport Fishing, coming to you today from the Port St. Joe, Mexico Beach area in the Florida Panhandle. Uh, we're about an hour east of Panama City and about an hour west of Apalachicola, so to give you an idea of kind of where we are located. Um, for those of you joining us today, you'll have to go back to the last episode to kind of catch up, but we're talking about gear, we're talking about rods, reels, line, all the different things we use here at KC Sport Fishing and uh, products that I recommend. Uh, I've always told people, if it's going to break, we're going to break it. Uh, day in and day out use, uh, 100 trips a year, uh, we are brutal on gear. But all the same, I have found that spending money on quality gear uh, is an important thing to do. In the last episode, we talked about spiral wrapping rods and uh, why we like to do that, especially in our conventional rod setups. Um, it makes the rod a lot more comfortable, and it's a more natural setup for the rod and we have been able to land some really large fish on some lighter rods. And I contribute that to um, the way we've set them up. Uh, the way uh, Bill and Carrie out at Batson Enterprises uh, have designed these rods and this equipment. Um, if you look up uh, Batson Enterprises or Rain Shadow Rods, um, look at the products they make. Uh, they also make ALPS, A-L-P-S, uh, products and forecast. Um, there's probably not a rod built in the United States that doesn't have at least one of their components on them. So uh, give them a look and uh, give them a call. Uh, if you want more information about their rods, uh, you can always get in touch with me here at KC Sport Fishing. Um, but when we do the different techniques, we fish uh, different uh, ways, uh, jigging, uh, bottom fishing, flat lines, trolling. Um, we have rod setups for each of those. And um, one of the last times we were out this summer, we had a really good time uh, catching some nice grouper and uh, found out something pretty interesting about uh, techniques. Uh, we were drifting this one particular reef um, and the bite was pretty good, uh, but it tended to be slow after the first drift. Anytime you get to a spot, be ready because those first fish are gonna be the most aggressive and you're going to catch your best fish usually on that first drift. Uh, but after our first drift, we kept working this particular area and um, we weren't picking anything up. So I grabbed one of the slow pitch jig rods and I dropped it down and I started working that jig. And lo and behold, uh, one of the other rods hooks up on a live bait. Uh, we get that fish in, it's a nice uh, grouper. So we pull back around, we're gonna make that drift again. So I dropped that uh, slow pitch jig again and two rods hook up along with myself. So I'm wondering now if we've got something going here. Uh, on the third time around on that same reef, I did not drop the jig and we did not get a bite, even though we were showing uh, fish on the screen. So it led me to believe that uh, that jig action was actually enticing the bite. Uh, so 
if you've got slow periods and but you're seeing fish on your screen, try a different technique. Try something that will entice the bite uh, versus getting them to feed. So we've talked about rods. We've talked about reels. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, hooks. What kind of hooks do we use? My number one favorite are uh, VMC, uh, the Nemesis uh, line of hooks. Uh, we here in the Florida Panhandle are required to use circle hooks. Uh, anytime we're using natural bait or live bait for um, reef fish. So we've gotten used to that. Uh, you come down to go fishing with us um, and you are a hook setter, uh, you're going to have a long day. Uh, hook setting does not work with circle hooks. You have to let the fish grab the bait and run. So we use the VMC hooks. Uh, owner makes them, Gamagatsu, Eagle Claw. They all make good quality hooks. One of the things you want to look for, I use the 4X or the extra strong hooks. Had a situation a year or so ago where we were fishing for sheep's head and uh, one of the lines had a uh, wire hook on it. Uh, we got that sheep's head in the boat and uh, we pulled the hook out and that sheep's head had broken that hook. So make sure you've got some hooks with some backbone in them. Uh, that way they will uh, hold up. And for goodness sakes, if you've had a hook on for a while or a day, throw that hook away and put on a new hook. Uh, I think we're past the days of sharpening hooks. Some of the guys that use uh, some of the older model hooks uh, will still sharpen them. But I always tell guys, you'll spend $100,000 on a boat. You'll spend $1,000 on a rod and reel but you won't throw away a dollar hook and put on a new one. And that is the ultimate business end of your rigs. So use quality hooks, swap them out, use new ones. Um, don't go cheap on the hooks. Back to talking about fishing line. For those of you guys who use uh, monofilament braid or even fluorocarbon, um, you're going to find that uh, over time, no matter what you use, it's going to get old. It's going to wear. The braid will get um, little spots in it where it's starting to fray along with the monofilament. Make sure that at least once a year you're changing out line. Uh, we do a complete change out uh, every spring before we get started on our main uh, seasons. Uh, but we do add line on. That's one of the things I like about braid. Uh, we can add on line uh, if we break off offshore. Uh, we don't have to worry about re-spooling. Um, don't forget with your braid, uh, you want to use a monofilament top shot or leaders. And the reason we do this is braid has no give and no stretch. Um, so guys have been fishing a long time. Uh, you could probably handle it, but for newer people, uh, that monofilament top shot, and what I mean by top shot is 10 to 20 feet of monofilament line before you get to your weight and leader. Uh, that gives you like a shock absorber. You use that, and that is what I call the margin of error. Uh, between that, your rod bend, and your drag, those are the things that help you catch those bigger fish on lighter line. Our top shots are Andy Pink um, 60 
or 80 pound uh, liter. Um, every once in a while, we'll go down to a 100 pound liter, but that top shot's still in that 60 to 80 pound range. Um, when we run those rigs, we tie a barrel swivel. Uh, we do a sliding weight above the barrel swivel. We use egg sinkers. Uh, most of our uh, weights we use in the deeper water are 8, 12, and 16 ounce egg sinkers. Uh, you take that leader. My own personal preference is a 4 foot leader for snapper, but we'll go 6 and 8 feet uh, when we're looking for grouper. I had an old-timer tell me years ago that grouper are terminal gear shy. And if you ever watch a grouper in an aquarium, they really look at things before they eat them. So uh, those are just techniques that we use. Um, leader lengths, really up to you. Uh, if the day's going kind of slow, lengthen that leader. Uh, Hook-wise, uh, we use uh, six and 10 aught circle hooks uh, for our live baits and our grouper and snapper. Um, a 10 aught hook looks awful small in a 50 pound grouper's mouth, um, but they'll hold on. Uh, make sure you tie good knots. Uh, we could do a whole episode on knots, um, but there's a, just so many of them that you can learn. YouTube is one of your best tutorials on tying knots. Uh, I watch that if I don't remember how to tie one up just right or do those kind of things, and uh, I tend to uh, watch that. Um, how do you land your fish? Do you use a gaff or do you use a net? Uh, a lot of times when we get your bigger mackerel and things like that, you can't put them in a net. Uh, we will gaff them. Um, there are schools of thought. Uh, hook up or hook down on the gaff. How do you hook them? Uh, I go hook up because if I'm going to lift a fish, I want to have that hook coming up already. Uh, we tend to um, net uh, fish that we can, like your larger red snapper, uh, uh, grouper if they're not too big, we'll put them in the net. Uh, if you're brave enough to wrap the line and try to pull them over the side, don't do like I did. One day I had a nice red snapper come up for a customer. We're looking at it all excited. I go down, I wrap the line around my hand. I'm going to pull it through. Pulls the bait right out of the fish's mouth. I realized that it was not hooked. They just had a hold of the bait, and it might have had a little bit of tissue on the hook. But needless to say, that fish swam away, and that's one of those hard life lessons that we learn uh, out there on the water. What kind of bait do you use? What do you like to take with you when you go out? Uh, we try to catch live bait. And remember I was telling you about those 112 uh, rain shadow rods that we use. We hook up um, a chicken rig or a stack rig with two hooks and four ounce uh, bell sinkers or bank sinkers. Uh, I like to fish for my live bait out in deeper water. Sabiki jigs work really well around uh, buoys and uh, bridges and things like that. But when I get out in the deeper water, I like to use that uh, stacked rig, little piece of squid on there. Um, we uh, tend to catch uh, grunts, uh, beeliners, uh, pinfish, those type of fish that we're looking for to catch the larger fish out deep. 
Uh, but we also take um, a variety of frozen bait with us. Uh, cigar minnows are really popular in our area. Um, we use um, northern mackerel. Sometimes you can get the uh, our Boston mackerel. We get uh, some of the really large ones, like 12 inchers. Uh, get up in there in those bigger mackerel. Those are great, uh, especially cut one in half um, and put it down for those grouper. Got to watch sharks, though. The sharks love those kind of baits. Uh, we try to catch bonita. Chunks of bonita are outstanding baits. If we can get those, get two or three of them, we'll put them in the freezer, and that way we'll have them ready to go when we go out. Uh, those are our live bait or our frozen bait choices. Uh, we also like to use squid. Sometimes a whole squid will work really well. We caught about a 20-pound grouper this last season using a whole squid on a 10-aught uh, circle hook. Um, fish bit, got it up there, and I was really happy to see that squid had worked out really well. There are so many options that you have out there day in and day out. Um, you know, listen to us. We'll talk about different uh, lures that we use. Uh, there's trolling discussions, uh, bottom fishing discussions, all kinds of things to talk about and to consider. But I try to tell people, don't try to master everything. Get out there, learn a couple of techniques, focus on those, and get to be the best you can be at those techniques. Um, I can't carry all the gear on my boat to do everything every day. So we focus on our seasons and what we've got going on at the time. That's the way to become a better fisherman. Number one, get out there. And number two, start focusing on different techniques. Thank you for joining us again today. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we'll keep bringing you more information. If you have questions or comments or recommendations for new episodes, contact us on kcsportfishing.com slant podcast. And we look forward to seeing you the next time on Fish On. Fish On.